Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Welcome to Fun Friday, where we are going to be answering your mailbag questions, have this week's winners and losers of the week, and, of course, we are going to have to talk about how the Flames pretty much dodged a bullet by avoiding signing John Klingberg. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me on this Friday. I hope you had an excellent week. And if you're wrapping up your week, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames and making me part of your day. As always, you can find this show wherever you get your favorite podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, YouTube, you name it. We're free 99 anywhere. John Klingberg uh, signed a one-year deal today with the Anaheim Ducks. And, you know, before the Kachuk trade, I would have said, you know, the Flames should maybe go after him. But then I really looked at his stats and was like, it's a really good thing that they didn't. Uh, John Klingberg's metrics are absolutely horrific. He is uh, in the negatives on every <laughs> advanced analytics chart. His goal goals against per 60 is in the toilet and the flames just really truly dodged a bullet here and i thought that he maybe would have wanted to come to the flames because of that uh connection to sweden and you know a lot of players really find solidarity and uh other players of their home country in the team that they play with you know so i would have thought that that maybe would have been an option but again the flames dodged a bullet here um one year at seven million dollars that's a good chunk of uh really anyone's salary cap but I know that the Ducks were just trying to hit the salary floor and they did um I just I really think that the Flames have their guy in Mackenzie Weger um it's not a secret that the Flames defense got a lot stronger this offseason, it's going to be interesting, like I said, with uh, Tanev missing the beginning of the season, Noah Hannafin being, uh, I believe he'll be a UFA at the end of this upcoming season. I'm a little curious as to how negotiations will go with him, but same with uh, Rasmus Anderson. I'm, I'm wondering what their paydays are going to look like. But what the Flames need to focus on right now is, of course, extending Huberto and and Uyghur. I was uh, reading a thread from James Johnson about uh, 32 thoughts and what, you know, what Elliot Friedman had to say about the Flames. And right now it's kind of looking like the, the price tag on Uyghur is going to be 8.5 million, which is fine. I think that that's a fair assessment for a defenseman of his caliber. And the price tag is going to be about 10 
for Huberto. And I do have to wonder if the Flames, uh, you know, really thought about the future <laughs> when signing these guys or trading for them. It, it'll be interesting. You know, I think that things will get done. I'm not hesitant or um, feeling any type of way about it. I think that they are in a position where they want to work. They want to get deals done. They want to, you know, I would I would say retool, but they really aren't retooling. You know, they want to continue to add players and extend players that make them a competitive and attractive team. Now, I mentioned in one of the episodes, either earlier this week or late last week, um, I believe it was last week, because Kuchuk hadn't been traded yet. And I basically said, if the Flames lose Kuchuk and Goudreau in the offseason, they're not going to be as attractive as they were at the start of the season. And obviously, I don't mean actually physically attractive. I mean, you know, attractive for players to come and want to sign there. But I think I can take, I can eat those words because I do think adding a player like Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger makes up for that. I do think that that is a difference maker. And Brad Tree Living wants to work. He wants, he wants to keep his job. It is an extension year for him. So, you know, he, he is putting his nose to the grind and really looking for it. And it sounds like, uh, Huberdeau's agent and management have already been talking, so we'll have to um, we'll have to keep an eye out on that and see if there's you know maybe some some leaking that can go on from the insiders. But coming up next, we are going to talk about. Uh, well, I'll be answering your mailbag questions because some of you sent in some really good ones, and I am very happy to answer them. But first, let's take a quick break to talk about our friends at Build Bar. You guys, I got the cookie dough chunk puff in the mail last week. And when I tell you it tastes just like raw cookie dough, I mean it. It's just this goodness in the texture of it. It's fantastic. It's, you don't have to worry about like getting salmonella from eating it, but you're still getting that delicious, tasty cookie dough craving you know, and uh, the cookie dough chunk puffs are 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. And you can head on over to built.com today to snag your own box for you or for the family. I know I don't like to share. <laughs> I gave my boyfriend the s'mores ones because I was like, no, I really want the cookie dough ones for work. And you can find a really great deal there as well with built.com uh with our partnership with them they are offering you 15% off with promo code locked15 so all you have to do is head on over to built.com and use promo code locked15 and get 15% off of your order that's promo code locked15 for 15% off of your order Thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames as always you can make sure to follow me on Twitter so you don't miss out on these mailbag segments because I try to do them a few times a month uh, during the offseason. I think it's a little harder because I think uh, people aren't as engaged. It makes sense. Sometimes you need a break from hockey. But let us dive in. And 
these questions, there, there's some good ones. Let's see. Laura, the at the active stick from uh, Locked on Canadians says, <laughs> if you could trade two players to the Flames, who would you choose? Number one, I'm choosing Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, you know, I'm just kidding. I'm, I really am not. I'm avoiding Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk because I think that, you know, those are two obvious answers. But I would say I would love to see Charlie McAvoy on this team. I think he is just an absolute stallion. He is disgusting on the blue line. I think that he is just... Oh, congratulations on your recent engagement, by the way, Charlie McAvoy. Um, and then I would really... So I'm going to say one forward and one defenseman. So I have my defenseman. Because I don't think Jacob Markstrom would like it if I traded for his job. Um, gosh, that's so hard. Well, I mean, like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are very easy answers there. But I really like uh, Alex Dabrinkit. I think that he would be a good addition to the Flames. I think that he would be a fun addition. Um, young kid. And he... He is someone who I noticed like really took accountability um, during the Chicago Blackhawks uh, abuse scandal, and he wasn't even on the team. So I think that he has real good leadership qualities that uh, a lot of people could learn from. I think that would be really neat. And, you know, obviously the the easy answers are um, – you know, Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Gaudreau, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. But I also, I wouldn't hate to see Brad Marchand on this team. I think that, you know, Brad Marchand would be such a fun watch. Um, I, You know, you're replacing one pest with an older pest. And <laughs> he is one of the most underrated left wingers in the league, I feel like. I think that he would be a great fit. Ovechkin. Um Sebastian Ajo, Matt Barzal, um, but not on a year when he's down. Like, he just has to consistently perform. So, okay, my final two answers are Charlie McAvoy and Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, I think that (laughs) that's it. Ooh. What do the Flames do with their glut of defensemen from J.D. Young, uh, content boy from... Locked on Sharks at my fry hole. So I think it's obvious what they're going to have to do. I think that they will have to make some moves. I think that they are going to be either trading some prospects or, you know, I think with Oliver Shillington, they're going to, they should try to keep him. I think that he's a a nice addition to this team. I think him and uh, Chris Tanev play well together. But at the same time, I know, you know, the whole point of prospects is to, you know, develop them and use them or trade them. Um, and I think the Flames are kind of at a point, especially with Huso Valamaki, where they have to trade him. He is, in the most respectful way, he is taking up a roster spot. And he is just, he has, um, he has used all of his time in Calgary. I think that he's, he's, expired here in Calgary um and it would be better for him and his development to move on and you know I wouldn't be surprised if the Flames do move on from him 
Uh, Oliver Shillington, again, an RFA, uh, who they are going to arbit arbitration with, uh, player elected, so it's much different than uh, team elected. But I would say that they should probably look to keep him as well. Right now, I would say your pairings are Anderson and Hannafin, uh, Tanev, Wegar, uh, and Shillington, and then you have Zadorov and maybe Connor Mackey is who you bring up, um, or you figure something else out. Do you sign Michael Stone to a PTO? Do you sign him to a real one-year contract? Like, what do you do? You know, he had a really great, successful postseason for the Flames, and he's overcome a lot. So I think that he is one of those players that, you know, could be a good defenseman and just one of those guys that you do keep around for character, but also um, he still does something. JD has another question. Which contract is more important, Mangiapane or Shillington? Truthfully, it's Mangiapane. You know, I, I like both of those guys. They're both solid players. Um, losing either of them would hurt, but I think Mangiapane needs to get done. I think that he sees what's out there. <laughs> his two, two of his teammates have gone to greener pastures um, and have made bank. So I think that the Flames really need to lock him down and say, this is what you are worth. We would give you the world if we could, but this is what the salary cap era allows us to do. Uh, again, I th that's to no disrespect to Shillington. It's, there's none. Uh, no disrespect at all. I just, I really think that Mangiapane is, you know, he's your 30 goal scorer. He's going to be one of your top scorers now that Gaudreau and Kachuk are gone. And I think that he, again, he's at that point in his career where he can launch himself into his prime and he's, he's catapulting himself after last season. And if he can have another successful season like that, uh, it would be absolutely silly for the Flames to let him walk and get nothing for him. Uh, I, I know his agent wants to get a deal done. I know that the agent wants something long-term. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in, uh, arbitration, which I believe his hearing is the seventh. So again, that's just something that you have to keep an eye on. And I just, I really love the idea of Mangiapane being here. Uh, long-term, I think that, again, him and Huberto, I see him making the jump to the first line um, this season at some point, whether that be because it's not, you know, there, it's an experiment or uh, Daryl Sutter wants to try him on the top line because, you know, things aren't clicking with that second line and they want to put Toffoli there. Um you know, I, I really think that that will be the case. I am a very big fan of Andrew Mangiapane. I remember, uh, you know, learning the roster for this show back in 2020 and being like, this kid right here, there's something special about him. And I've just been like, 
I've, you know, been a ride or die. Like everybody needs to know this kid's name since then. And he had a really successful first season that I covered the team. And then the shortened season, he had put up career numbers. And this year he just blew everyone out of the water with plenty of just record breaking and again, career high numbers. So I would love to see that contract get done. Coming up next, we are going to talk about winners and losers of the week. And I have, uh, so I guess some unexpected winners because I, I don't think, no, unexpected losers rather. Sorry, my winner is, my winner is fantastic. But tune in next to find out who it is. Ah, oh, yes. See, I take mental note all week of who could be a finalist for this category. And I usually get to decide, you know, Thursday night, Friday morning, depending on when I'm recording and my schedule and whatnot. But this one, this one was a little bit harder because <laughs> I really didn't pay attention to much this week. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. Uh, my life has been a little chaotic with some health issues. Don't worry. I'm okay. Uh, so I I stuck with the one headline that I saw in this one article that I read that was just so unfortunate. And it is a sports story. So don't worry. I'm, you're not getting stuck with some sort of like absolute travesty. I try to keep it lighthearted and related to sports. So my loser of the week is uh, Philly, Philadelphia. The I guess it would be the ownership of the 76ers because they want to build this, this $100 million sports complex. And, you know, there's no room in Philly. If you've ever been to Philadelphia, you know that um, all of their arenas are literally on the same block and it's, you have one, so you have the Flyers and the, um, 76ers on one side and then you have the Philly, the Phillies and the Eagles on the other. And it is so cool. I, I personally love it. I think that it is such a cool layout, but obviously it creates a lot of problems for traffic. And that's, that's a, that's a lot of the problem here. <laughs> With this sports complex, it only gets worse. It's not realistic to expect the people of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania to, number one, pay for this. And number two, the traffic there is bad enough. I have driven in it myself <laughs> to go to a One Direction concert. And I promise you, I don't ever want to do that when there's 50,000 people trying to jam in there for a tailgate. This simple as that. So uh, once again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 76ers ownership or whoever is <laughs> greenlighting these decisions is just the fat loser of the week. Uh, the big, just L. Big L. But my winner of the week is honestly quite the opposite. I think she is fantastic and somebody who does wonders for the NHL community, the Flames community, and um, women's hockey. And that is Haley Salivane um, of The Athletic. She is leaving the Flames beat, which 
she will be sorely missed. And she is now going on to cover the league nationally. But she was also named the first women's hockey writer in athletic history, which I think is fantastic. You know, I think it's great that a major uh, sports corporation is putting money behind women's sports coverage. And we've never seen anything like that before. And I'm so excited for people to learn that women's hockey isn't just the national teams. It's your PHF teams. It's your um, your college teams. It, it, there's so much there that I think fans are really going to love. And Haley's storytelling is just chef's kiss. So excited to see where this goes for her. And obviously this is so exciting for the game of women's hockey because they don't really have full-time writers um, dedicated to the beat. So it'll be, it'll be great. And (laughs) that is the show for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another week of Locked on Flames. As always, I'm Jess Belmosto. You can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Next week, we do go down to three episodes a week. So you'll hear from me less, but I'm still around if you ever want to talk or chat. Um, uh, talk to me on Twitter or the Flames, uh, Locked on Flames Twitter account, which is LO underscore Flames pod. And I will see you all on Monday. Bye-bye.